What up, Square Circle Podcast fans and New Japan fans? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, I will be going over New Japan Strong that happened all the way last month. This is New Japan Strong Nemesis. The Nemesis show has been broken up into sections. So you're going to get the first three matches and then we're going to continue on with the other podcast episodes of the next three and then the next three. And that's how the format is going to go. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling Nemesis that happened on January 8th, 2022. Before I get into this, let me just talk about some housekeeping notes as to why everything is so backed up. And I'll probably get into more details on live, on a live stream via Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. But just for you guys to hear it here first, and hopefully you tune in later on, here we go. What I'm about to tell you guys is going to be 100% unapologetic. Whenever I say I love what I do, I mean it 110%. I can literally wake up every morning and talk about professional wrestling nonstop. That's exactly what I do on Twitter. And I have been in various conversations in talking about wrestling or talking about writing. And I'm always available to talk about writing and just do what I normally do. I have been writing articles about the New Japan Pro Wrestling new series called Lions Roar. And I have been getting great feedback from everyone that has been involved. And I love them so dearly. And I love everyone that has been interacting with me, helping me out, sharing my posts and everything like that. So that's not the bummer part of this. The bummer part is that Anchor used to give me ads And they always help out their creators and it's called the ambassador program. And so every time that you heard my podcast episodes in the past, there will always be that recorded anchor ad that you'll hear. And if you hear it fully, I get like maybe a penny, two pennies. It depends. So I used to sort of rely on that as my motivation. And yes, you can definitely say that, uh, Money is definitely my motivation for this because it takes time and effort to watch all the wrestling that I watch, to write everything down, to hook up everything that I need in order to do these podcast episodes. It's not just about turning on the computer, turning on the laptop or phone and hooking up your devices and go. I take a lot of pride in the quality that you guys get from me. I take a lot of pride in the presentation that you guys get from me. So if it takes a little bit longer to do these episodes and to write out articles on stuff that I love, it's going to take a while. So that's time and effort spent. So ever since the beginning of the year, coming out with the podcast episode that talked about the Tony Khan and Big Swole drama, plus me doing a rebuttal to another podcast show, which is kind of unheard of. Those two, along with my New Japan Pro Wrestling review. So based on all three of those episodes, they have managed to create 400 plays 
So everyone around the world has heard them in one way, shape or form, whether that's through Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, even on the Rad Rob radio network. You guys tuning in helped reach that threshold number, which I had no idea what that cutoff number was. And thus Anchor no longer gives me ads and i don't know when they're going to start giving out ads to help their creators and so that's why anchor does have the listener support program which is basically me giving you a link you click on the link and you subscribe for whatever money amount is there every month whatever you can afford whatever your wallet feels comfortable with and that every month is how you can support the Square Circle podcast. Now, I'm not saying this because the Square Circle podcast isn't going away. This is my baby. I love it so much. And I love just talking about wrestling and I want to do more stuff. I really do want to invite guests on here to interview them. I do have a list of wrestlers that I would love to talk to. And just get a different perspective and a different side because everyone else seems to be asking them the same questions. And I'm here like, you don't want to ask them about anything fun that they've done in their career pertaining to the places that they visit, you know, like, would you ever want to know a story if they ever got lost somewhere like the first time they've ever been there? So like, I really do want to bring on guests here. And if you guys didn't know, I did a live stream two days ago where basically it was me booking Shane McMahon. You can actually listen and also watch that live stream via Anchor, which is the previous episode before this one. And so I had on Morgan from Kicking Myself and John Sebastian, who's the co-host, the other co-host on Thomas Island. And we had a blast booking Shane McMahon and where he would go, what he would do in New Japan Pro Wrestling, what he would do in GCW, what he would do in Impact, what he would do in AEW. So we had a blast and that felt so natural. And I love those guys. And I really do thank them for being on the podcast with me. And that sort of opened up my guard a little bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll find the right word in a little bit, but that sort of like made me feel more comfortable wanting to really bring on certain people on here to just do a quick interview type of thing but the more that I talk about it the more I want to do it it's just I have to get over myself and I keep saying this I really do but there's a reason why I haven't been putting out much episodes and it's not because I think that you guys aren't going to enjoy it it's the fact that I know that I cannot add a ad as a safety net to at least get that one penny, that two penny, you know, where I can eventually cash out because $10 does help. $10 does go a long way. And the threshold for the wallet, if you have an anchor account is 15, that's the maximum that that wallet can hold before. I don't know what happens. I always took out my money at like $10 and just dealt with it. And sometimes in this line of field, we shouldn't really be talking about how much money we make. But if I'm open and transparent with you guys, I'm hoping that the receiving part of it will be well received. If that makes any sense. If I'm open and honest with you about the things that go on behind the scenes to the best of my ability, 
then maybe it can create some type of open dialogue or open transparency where you understand why I've been backed up. The other thing too, is that I've started doing freelance work. So I am writing an article for a wrestler behind the scenes and I decided to sort of take on an ebook project as well. So I'm having projects fall into my lap because of my skills and my resume. And I love to help out anybody. If anyone out there needs an article written, an article that needs proofreading and editing, I have those skills. Like I said, I have a degree in creative writing and I also have the publishing certificate. And I do have a background in copy editing and proofreading and stuff like that. If you want me to be a co-host on your podcast episode, that'd be great too. I could do that also. So there are just things that I decided to look into. So doing freelance work, making gigs over on Fiverr and see how that works, making commissions over on Kofi.com and see how that works and see how those can help me create an income if Anchor is not going to be supporting me and everything else in my private life is not going to be supporting me while I do what I love. I no longer fit the mold of what it means to be a nine to five worker in a retail store. I've already done that. I'm currently 30. Next month, I'm turning 31. And I really want to work for myself. And I want to work for you guys, the fans who love professional wrestling as much as I do. And so this is my chance to bet on myself, right? Because that's what Cody Rose says, to bet on yourself and it will turn out to be the best thing. But betting on yourself is the most mysterious phrase in the world and it doesn't really make any sense. I have people that love me. I have people that will support me and retweet and love and all that kind of stuff. But I still have not figured out what it truly means to bet on yourself. And sometimes it looks like if you have money, you could bet on yourself. But the moment that you don't have money, how does that like work out? Like how do those two balance each other, you know? And I didn't want to make this into a long, long thing about what I've been doing in the background. But that gives you an idea of why I haven't been posting up episodes. So I am really behind on like everything and I'm going to play catch up for stuff. I love all the support. I'm only discouraged because Anchor has yet to give me any type of new ads to record so I can at least have a safety net when other things don't work out. The other bright side too is that I have been sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends if you guys want to get that, the link is in the description. And when you click on the link, it helps me out. It helps me out directly. So I am very proud of being a Rage Shadow Legends sponsor, which I did a live stream of, which you guys should go watch over on my Twitch channel. Okay, so now we can get back to our regular scheduled program, which is me going over New Japan Nemesis. We open up with TJP versus DKC, and this was a very interesting match. The DKC is a very young wrestler, and he's very good technical-wise. He starts off quick in this match against TJP. TJP should have never turned his back on DKC. In this match, you could definitely see the dynamic here where TJP 
thinks less of DKC. And that's why DKC was able to take advantage in the opening of this match. TJP goes over to the outside and DKC does a baseball slide to TJP. We then get a body slam, but TJP kicks out and then TJP takes control of the match. TJP is so smart and so smooth that whenever he takes control of the match, you better be thinking three steps ahead of him because he's already thinking five steps ahead of you. DKC manages to do a suplex to TJP. TJP comes back into control as if any move that DKC does, it just renders ineffective. We have a slingshot sent on to DKC by TJP and he traps the arm within his legs and does a chin lock combination to DKC. It looks a lot better than how I'm explaining it. There's a block on the toe hold, which usually no one gets out of a drop toe hold, but we have a blocked one. Figure four leg lock on DKC DKC going over to the rope to cause a rope break. Some karate chops to TJP from DKC. He's finally getting some momentum back in here. We get a late trip and a bulldog combination. Then we get DK fire. DKC must really be a Smash Bros fan. DKC goes for the cover and TJP kicks out of that. There's a lot of counter wrestling, some drop kicks. DKC jumps from the ropes. However, TJP manages to get a frog splash in. Goes for the cover over DKC and picks up the victory. One, two, three. And TJP takes out yet another young lion on New Japan Strong Nemesis. Next, we have a tag team match. We have Jordan Clearwater teaming up with... Kaita Murray, which if I mispronounce his name, I am so sorry. I got to get used to it. I do remember him popping up on Strong before. So he is a returning wrestler to Strong. They take on the team of Hikaleo and Chris Bay, which, by the way, they are my favorite tag team. They're really, really good. So this match has chain wrestling to start us off it is so smooth it's so awesome it's one move to one move to one move and then we get some tag team wrestling in with these guys so a lot of tag team moves are done with hikaleo and chris bay and they're really working on some really cool moves and that's what i like about hikaleo and chris bay is that they innovate tag team maneuvers not to say that any other tag team doesn't do that but with their size and strength and abilities combined together there'll be some pretty cool and interesting moves sometimes tag team partners are the same height so you're gonna kind of figure it's gonna be the same thing or look at the same thing and so with the dynamic of Hikaleo and Chris Bay some people have compared it to Diesel and Shawn Michaels, which is a really cool comparison. But just let it be known that Hikaleo and Chris Bay are their own tag team, are their own legacy in tag team wrestling. And I wish them nothing but success. 
and I really need to see them more on Impact, more on New Japan Strong, send them over to New Japan anyway and put them in the World Tag League when we get there. Like, I would love to see them in World Tag League and see how they fare in Japan fighting everyone else, even fighting the Gorillas of Destiny, because who doesn't want that? We get a big throw to tackle to Clearwater from Hikaleo. Hikaleo is super tall. I don't know why you guys want to try doing a shoulder tackle party with him. Like, I wouldn't even dare to do that. If anything, don't come after me, but take out the legs of the giant one and you'll see how much of a difference it'll be. We get some quick tags between Hikaleo and Chris Bay, making sure to keep their opponent in their corner, which that is not only tag team tactics, but that's bullet club tactics right there. We get a sidewalk slam from Hikaleo. He goes for a cover over on Clearwater. Clearwater kicks out. Bay comes in with that elbow before that sidewalk slam. There we go again with the tag team maneuvers. We get a twisting European elbow to Clearwater's back. Some high single leg drop kick. And then finally, Kaito Murray comes in and he's very impressive against Chris Bay and Hikaleo, taking on both of them to try and get some more offense in there because Jordan Clearwater has definitely taken a beating. But Chris Bay is the ultimate finesser, but you guys already knew that. And so did Chris Bay knew that too. Chris Bay does a ripcord knee to Kaita Murray. It looks super beautiful because, you know, Chris Bay is the finesser. Chris Bay does a lot of things that is very smooth and very finesse. So after he does that, he goes for the cover. One, two, three, Hikaleo and Chris Bay pick up the victory. That's definitely a too sweet moment for the Bullet Club members. Our final match for NJPW Strong Nemesis is a match that I really, really love. I never thought I would get to see it or it will happen. But the main event for this little episode here is Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd. Before I get into the match, let me sing you some Gabriel Kidd praises. Gabriel Kidd is one of my favorite former Young Lions. He is no longer a Young Lion. He was. And even when he was a Young Lion, he had all the potential in the world to be a really great wrestler. He has a really great look. He has a really great story. If you guys have followed his career New Japan Pro Wrestling allowed him to do these diary entries, which gave you a glimpse behind who Gabriel Kidd is, how he grew up, what his nationality is, the whole nine yards. And I gravitated towards those diary entries because they really sounded like him. He wasn't trying to be anyone else. Those entries were definitely 100% Gabriel Kidd. And also knowing that he is half English and half Irish, that also sort of connected with me because, as you know, I'm half Italian, half Puerto Rican. And there's not a lot of mix wrestlers out there. There might be. I don't know them all, but they might be. But most of them are like really good at what they do. All of them are really good at what they do. 
But then again, there wasn't much that would talk about their nationalities and how they felt and how environment and society affects them. And so you get to be on Gabriel Kid's level, you get to empathize with him and his struggles and understand that he wants this more than anything. He started journey at eight years old and now he is an amazing wrestler so over in japan whenever he has his matches i will definitely review them and he has that technical style that you guys know that i love and he has just simply evolved ever since his young lion days and definitely improved tremendously I always hated the fact that every time that he lost as a young lion, he would be so empathetic in his promos of like, he let people down, he let Shibata down. Like, it was that emotional thing that young lions do as a baby face. And sometimes that just bothered the shit out of me because, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't always have to be a downer in your backstage comments because you lost he always gave it his all he was always closer to getting a victory every single match that he had he was always close enough to get that victory and lately he's been winning lately he's been losing but the main point is is that Gabriel Kidd managed to get back up and keep on fighting and I think that him coming out that day on a New Japan Strong episode and basically telling us, revealing to us that he wanted to end it all. That shit pulled my heartstrings. I felt so ready to protect him and like be his best friend and to let him know that he is completely worth it to be in this business. This business can definitely be cutthroat, especially us living in this pandemic world that we're living in and sometimes we need each other to just be each other's strengths to like lift us up and so it could get hard especially for people who are not used to always being away from their families and having to stay in Japan and train and train and train and never get that moment to breathe and be like let me take in everything that I've got all of the amazingness that I got around me and so when he finally gave that promo, man, like I said, I wanted to give him a hug and make sure that he knows that he is loved and he is definitely worth it. I know we are past that point and he has a very good foundation of friends, the other young lions of the New Japan Dojo, and they are all amazing wrestlers. Gabriel Kidd has definitely stepped up his game and there's only more for him to come. And I can't wait till he fully becomes the Gabriel Kidd that he always wanted to become in pro wrestling. So again, make sure you watch his journey. If you want to go back in my archives, you can. If you want to go back in my archives, you can and listen to me how I really dissect his matches. So let's just jump right into this. Eddie Kingston has been around the wrestling business for years. He is a New York native. And when I saw this, I was like, oh man, this is Gabriel Kidd's biggest test. Because if you can hang in the ring with a New Yorker, you're going to make it. And yeah, welcome to New York City, Gabriel Kidd. This match was very hard hitting. There was a lot of chops. 
There was a lot of slaps. Both men's chests were red and they never gave up, especially Gabriel Kidd. He ate those New York chops, those Puerto Rican chops, like nothing. Well, I can't really say like nothing. They sort of hurt, but he didn't show no fear. He didn't start crying. He didn't back down. That's that manliness in him that like, you know, he was able to take that shit. Because out here in New York City, you got to learn how to survive. And if you're not learning how to survive, you're going to be eaten up and spit out by those who are stronger than you. And if anyone has a problem with me saying that, come live in New York for about a week and see how long you last. I've been living here for going on 31 years, born and raised in New York City. And this is why I'm as tough as I can be. And I will definitely let you know what I definitely think with my strong opinions, because New York is definitely everything that they say. It is a concrete jungle. You survive because you learn how to play the game out here. If you don't know how to play the game out here, you are not surviving. So people like myself, Eddie Kingston, Pride and Powerful, who are New York natives, and I know there's a lot more New York natives and I know there is a lot of New York natives out there in the professional wrestling world. But for the sake of this match, Eddie Kingston brought New York City to Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel Kidd definitely survived the fucking beating. And I am proud of him that he survived a New York beating. So that means he's one day going to be world champion in New Japan Strong or New Japan or somewhere else where this freaking forbidden door is hidden because it seems that Tony Khan is the only one that can open this fucking forbidden door. But if Gabriel Kidd ever did step in AEW, he better not fucking lose. I swear, man, like every time a New Japan star or someone else walks through AEW and has a match, they are fucking losing. You're not building anybody. You're not rubbing anyone's back by doing that and i am so protected of my new japan boys that i'm just like no you guys need to stop this shit if someone comes through and they're from new japan give them the fucking victory especially if you know that the person they're fighting is going to end up on dark and dark evolution anyway and no one gives a shit about those programs no one really does trust me if they really did, there'll be a lot more marketing. It'll make a lot more sense. It'll feel like a TV program. It'll feel like you have to tune in. You don't have to tune in to YouTube and Dark if they're not going to relate to stuff on Dynamite. But then you're going to get lost and be like, why the hell is this guy number one contender? Where have you been on my TV screen? And again, I did say this in another podcast episode that... The same people that are watching Dynamite may not be the same people that are watching Dark and Dark Evelation and Rampage. And those fan bases who are watching Dark may not be watching Evelation, may not be watching Rampage, may not be watching Dynamite. So, yeah. One way or another, AEW guy get their shit together and organize. Anyway, if Gabriel Kidd ever did walk through that forbidden door because Tony Khan trademarked it. So that forbidden door of Tony Khan, if he ever did walk through the door, he better not lose. If any other New Japan pro wrestlers walk through that door, they better not lose. And by the way, 
you know what? I'll save this conversation for another episode because this is only going to make it that much longer because I have a lot of things to say, especially with the US of J tour that Jay White is doing with New Japan Strong. Everything is all related, even though I'm supposed to be talking about Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd. Anyway, do you guys understand how much passion I have for New Japan Pro Wrestling? I really do. I love these guys through and through. So this is why sometimes I have to stop myself because if not, we're going to get off topic and I don't want to get off topic. And I want to dedicate another podcast episode to talking about this stupid forbidden door and why my New Japan guys and Impact guys shouldn't be losing over an AEW. I was surprised though in this match of Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd that Gabriel Kidd ducks Eddie Kingston's back elbow. Like, that was really well scouted. Good job, Gabriel Kidd, for that. Like I said, there was a lot of strong chops between Gabriel Kidd and Eddie Kingston. Both of their chests were really, really red. We got the leaf frog. We got a drop kick. We got the poking the eye. Very old school. Kingston comes in with some headbutts and he even bites Gabriel Kidd. Again, headbutts. Again, Gabriel Kidd, welcome to New York City where everything and anything is legal. We get another slap and this slap knocks down Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel Kidd comes in with some forearms. Some more chops. I'm telling you, this is just a chop and forearm exchange. We finally get a Saito suplex to Eddie Kingston. Gabriel Kidd goes over for the cover, but Eddie Kingston kicks out. We get an exploder suplex. A brain buster on Eddie Kingston. Then a DDT to Kidd by Eddie Kingston. A sit-out powerbomb to Gabriel Kidd by Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston then proceeds to cover Gabriel Kidd. But Gabriel Kidd has too much ambition and heart, and he kicks out of that. That spinning back fist does connect with Gabriel Kidd this time. There's two. However, one was ducked. And then we get a German suplex and then a back fist. A Saito suplex after that to Gabriel Kidd. And Eddie Kingston tries one more time to get that pin victory. However, Gabriel Kidd kicks out. We got some more slaps, a dragon suplex to Gabriel Kidd, another back fist. And that back fist did connect to Gabriel Kidd. Eddie Kingston goes over for the cover. One, two, three. Eddie Kingston picks up the victory over Gabriel Kidd. Now, am I upset at this? No, because it was a fantastic match. It showed both of these guys' hearts. And like I said, it proved that Gabriel Kidd can survive New York City. Because if he couldn't survive it and it was just a one-sided match, a very underwhelming match, then yeah, I would have had a problem with it. But Eddie Kingston brought out the best in Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel Kidd brought out the best in Eddie Kingston. And Gabriel Kidd is going to go places. Gabriel Kidd is going to get some gold around that waist of his. If he ever listens to this, he might think that he is way too early in his career to get some gold. But hard work pays off. Persistent pays off. Ambitions pay off. And when you have friends and family and fans behind you and cheering you it will be that much sweeter that much better and i think he can definitely lead new japan strong 
if New Japan Strong introduces more championship belts, then that would be great for everyone involved. Currently, our champion for New Japan Strong, if you guys didn't know, it's Tom Lawler. And if Gabriel Kidd takes the belt off of Tom Lawler in his early career, Gabriel Kidd could definitely make a statement and definitely champion New Japan Strong because he has that fighting spirit. He has that lion spirit that everyone else has. And, you know, it would just look nice around his waist. Sure, I might be pushing him a little too much to get some gold around his waist but imagine if like he had a series against tom lawler to challenge him because i don't think no one is really challenging tom at the moment for that open weight championship title that represents new japan strong so why not just throw him in there and have a program and see how well he does having him train with shibata first of all is like throwing him to the wolves anything you throw at gabriel kid he would just devour it gabriel kid would be phenomenal in the chase to getting the new japan strong open weight championship title now normally i would say that maybe jay white should go after it but i think that new japan strong should eventually introduce more titles so that way these guys can have something to go for and it's not just match after match after match. Yes, these guys need to get their reps in. They're doing well. They're doing fantastic. But let's add some gold in there so that way it could be a little bit more prestigious and not feel just like the sister company to New Japan Strong. So maybe, just maybe, we could hope for this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of my review. And I really hope that I did not bum you guys out when I was talking about my housekeeping notes. Like I said, if I'm going to be transparent and honest with you with the behind the scenes stuff, then maybe some good will come out of it and you understand a little bit more why I haven't been putting out much episodes like I did last year when I did like 79 episodes within the year. I don't really have goals when it comes to my podcast. I really go as how I feel and how many episodes should just happen. Since I am so backed up with wrestling content, you guys are going to get a lot more wrestling podcast episodes and here are more ways for you to support me. So I mentioned that Anchor has a listener support link. You guys can definitely Click on that in the description down below and support me however you want. You can support me over on Kofi, www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where I have a shop open for all your digital goods, where I have commissions open, where I have memberships open. The lowest membership tier is 99 cents per month. And that gets you the articles that I've written and more. If you always want to upgrade to something better to get more and everything else, you are more welcome to do that. But 99 cents is the lowest. This podcast episode will be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, on the Rad Rob Radio Network, and also on YouTube. Make sure to follow my YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast and follow my twitch www.twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows and i have been going live because again i have been sponsored by raid shadow legends so i'm really trying to look for new players to download the link 
play past the tutorial, get to level 15 and help me out directly because that sponsorship goes to me. It does not go to the company. If you are afraid of trying to support a big game company and you don't know what's in it for me. Well, guess what? Your support directly helps me the same way that if you retweet this, like it, share it with your friends, word of mouth, put it in your Facebook group chats, put it everywhere else online where I cannot reach people. That helps me directly too. And that's more organic. So I highly thank you guys for listening all the way through. I highly thank you guys for listening either at the beginning of this podcast journey or you're just coming in. I am Marie Shadows. I am the host and the creator of the Square Circle Podcast. And I try to help out as much as I can within the community. I try to bring smiles and positivity to the things that I love. And New Japan Pro Wrestling is one of them. MOW is another one. Impact Wrestling is another one. AW is hanging on by a thread to be honest and WWE is just there and yes I used to be a WWE employee if this is your first time ever listening to my podcast episode and so with all of that you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast I am your host Marie Shadows and I'll see you guys on the next one